Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast. My name is Paul Fagan. I'm here with Jody Fisher. Hey, Jody, how are you doing today? Good morning, Paul. How are you? Doing very well, thanks. Um, in short, this podcast is for all the dads out there who struggle with life's topics as they're related to family and finances. Our hope is that we can provide our thoughts, successes, and mistakes and share them with all of you. Uh, today's topic that we're going to discuss is, is pay yourself first. And what do we mean by that? And that's um, how to develop your saving muscle to help drive your financial future. Um, my current situation uh, when it comes to paying yourself first has been a, a muscle that was developed a long time ago that I stopped doing and recently uh, restarted that process. So um, I learned this technique for paying yourself first. What it actually is is every paycheck or every time you get a bit of money, you put a certain percentage aside uh, for yourself in, into a savings account. So you're always saving. The trick is to always be saving. Um, the, the, the lesson that I took away uh, from a dear friend of mine, his grandfather, was, was this actual practice. And, and the short story is I, I met him once um, at his uh, family store, and my friend actually wasn't in that day, but his uh, grandfather uh, said he'd give me a ride home. I was living with my buddy at the time, so he said he would give me a ride home. So in the car ride home and actually in front of uh, my friend's house, uh, we started chatting, and he was talking to me about paying yourself first. And he was giving me the ins and outs of when he was a young man starting out in business, he would always take a percentage of money or a little bit, even if it was $5, and put it away. And and I took it to heart, and I documented it and, and remembered it, and I actually printed out a little sign, put it up in my bedroom, and I started doing that practice. So every time I would get paid, I would take $20, $40, put it in a separate bank account. Now, this is going back many years. So this is before, I'll say, the digital age of transferring money back and forth uh, electronically. This is when you actually had to go to a bank and make a deposit. Um, I still think we had direct deposit, but beyond that, um, the concept of um, electronic banking wasn't full-blown at that point. So every week, I would prepare a deposit slip and go to the ATM or go to the bank and, and deposit $20, $20. Then it became $40. Then it became $60. And then for me, it became sort of a quest where I would just every week put in a certain amount of money every pay period and keep increasing that amount. And when I was uh, got a tax refund or some sort of small windfall, I put that money away. And before you knew it, I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck anymore. Because before I started this practice, I was living paycheck to paycheck and realizing where did all my money go? I was making decent money even out of school. My rent was low living with my buddy. It was practically rent-free, just splitting utilities. He let me there uh, live there rent-free. But I was still living paycheck to paycheck even as a young man. So this lesson I took to heart, and, and I still have that sign, and it's hanging over my desk today, the original sign, Jody, um, where it says, pay yourself first every pay period. And it has a really bad GIF in the middle from like the old Windows days. And, um, and I have it hanging, and I have that original piece of paper framed over my desk at home. So that's how much I've taken it to heart. So I really credit him for really setting me up for a strong financial future. Um, and that's that's where my story is. And, and Jody, how about your current situation? Where are you in terms of paying yourself first and, and saving? Well, Paul, I think that's a great story. And I think it really encapsulates the importance of, um, one, how important it is to set up some kind of a system where you're either, as you put it, paying yourself first or putting away savings. Um, but number two, it also really points out how it's 
it's a long-term game. It's not saving and paying yourself first is not instant gratification. In the world we live in, everything is instant gratification. Um, this is building a habit, just like anything else, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's eating right, maybe you're trying to get rid of a bad habit you've got. Um, paying yourself first, saving money um, is a long-term process that you need to start and you need to stay consistent with. Um, so congratulations to you for doing that. And I love the fact that you still have that sign hanging over your desk. Yeah, it, it is great. Um, and, and, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Yeah, so for me, uh, I was going to I was gonna say that I have the sign over the desk. The problem has been over the last several years, I haven't adhered to that principle. And what I mean by that is I kind of let life get in the way. And, and I found myself that we're doing okay, so I didn't really think about it. And we have a built-in mechanism in our household budget to save. So I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast. We do save a certain percentage in the joint income and the joint checking and savings accounts. But it's not really defined in terms of it's going to savings. We put the savings into the checking, but sometimes it disappears when something else comes up. So recently, I've reestablished the whole concept of paying yourself first. And, and I think it has to be a conscious, conscious effort to do so. Um, so I have worked out a, a plan where every pay period, I am now putting a certain amount of money, as much as I can, into a separate account. I think that's the key for me, at least. Um, what I felt was before I had my accounts inter, intertwi- inter, intertwined, right? So it's was easy, was easy to move money back and forth. I now have the money going into an account where it's not so easy to pull from, which I think is key for me. I think it comes down to everyone's personal preference on how you save and what the best way to save is. Uh, my my wife has a different mechanism, and she started this a long time ago. She's of the Dave, David Bach um some mindset where it's kind of set it and forget it, where you do an auto draft of a certain amount every pay period and you forget about it. So it just sort of disappears from your purview as you look at your pay. So for her, she has it auto drafted for years into an electronic savings account, one of those online accounts. I don't know if it's, um, I think it's now Capital One. Um, but there's a lot of good online accounts out there where you can have the money auto-drafted directly to that account, right from your direct deposit, and it's just a regular mechanism. Um, so her mechanisms work very well. For me, um, I still like the the fact that I'm able to make that deposit myself. There's something satis- something that satisfies me in terms of making that deposit and knowing that I'm going through the the motions to actually put that money and take it from one account and push it into another account. So I think everyone has a different uh, viewpoint on this. But for me, I found that I was neglecting the pay yourself first attitude and just recently picked it up. And now I can already see my my financial health getting better again. So I thought it was okay before, but now it's even better that I've started this practice full force again. Yeah, it's it's really there's there's two great points in there. You know, one is uh, what you mentioned your wife does, which is um, the auto draft. Um, and we should touch on too in a moment here the the concept of pre-tax savings, you know, um, pulling money out of your regular paycheck or, or salary um, into a 401k, something like that, because that can build very fast, very quickly. And as you said, too, 
you can't touch it, right? It's it's out of your reach. You can't dip in and, and grab and say, well, we just need this thing this week, so I'm going to grab some money and, and evaporate your savings. Um, so that's a great way to do it. But in terms of just paying ourselves every week for us, um, we do something similar. We, you know, we have a savings line and actually multiple savings line, one for, our, one for our household budget and one for each of our children. And each week, it's just it's just part of the of the budgeting that we do. It's uh, it's set up electronically. Um, there's a there's money that just comes out of every paycheck or every time money comes in, every salary or whatever. Um, money comes into the account, money goes out of the account. It pays bills, and those savings are are I I consider those savings a bill. Um, it's money that's going out, and it's going it's auto drafted into another savings account. And, and it sits there uh, and, and it grows. And then um, right now, the way we use those savings accounts is we will dip into them if there's something we need for the kids related to school, related to clothes, related to an athletic sign up or, you know, something like that. That money is there. So we're able to utilize it. But it's also growing um, and it's building up faster than we're dipping into it. So even though, even though we're using a little bit of it, um, it, it's still growing over time. Um, but back to the core concept, you know, you've got to make your regular savings part of your regular budget. You got to auto draft that money out or somehow move that money to a different account where it's not mixed in with the household budget money that's going towards buying a tank of gas and buying groceries and whatever else you got to pay for, uh, making it a regular line item has forced us to save, uh, money. And we've done that regularly for, several years now to the point where I can't remember when we started. Um, that's also a function of, um, of budgeting. Um, making the savings part of your regular budget is really important. Um, I know we're talking about sort of paying yourself first, but that paying yourself first piece is simply prioritizing where that money is in, in your budget, right? It's still it still has to mix in with everything else you're paying for and you've got to make it work. And sort of having a budget written down will allow you to see where you um, can save and also where you'll have opportunities to save more. You know, I have an Excel spreadsheet for our, our household budget. I see every paycheck coming in. I see every bill going out. And when you put the formulas into the Excel spreadsheet, like we've said before, our, our spreadsheets are pretty involved. Um, but when you put the money, when you put those numbers into the spreadsheet, you may be able to see, you know, three months down the line, oh, wow, we're going to end up with a little more money than we normally need for our budget. That's an opportunity then to go that week. I'm going to grab some extra money and I'm going to throw that over into the savings, too. Um, and, and so planning, budgeting allows you to to succeed even more with your money. So being intentional with your money, knowing where the money is going, allows you to say, I'm budgeting this amount every week. I know I'm building it up this much every week. And then when I have an opportunity to save even more, I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's very important. I love the concept of the separate buckets that you have, right? The separate defined buckets for each piece of the, the savings, right? And it has a, And it's very purposeful. Right? I think that's key, and I think that's a great mechanism to uh, and a great way to approach saving and paying yourself first. One of the things, and I think you touched upon it in these in, in the last couple of minutes, was I'm going to go into a little more detail. When I had that conversation with my friend's grandfather, the whole concept with him, and it really resonated with me, was uh, 
he would say, hey, Paul, you know, you're working really hard. I noticed that you're a good, you know, you're working really hard. You're getting up every day. You're going to the office. You're, you're riding the train. You're getting home late. He says, my grandson tells me the, the work ethic that you have. And I'm personally impressed. And he said to me, don't you think you deserve some of that money? And I said, that's an interesting concept. Then he elaborated more. He says, you know, you're working hard every day. Why shouldn't you get paid before everyone else, no matter what, right? And no matter, even before the light bill, and this will be contrary to some of the other financial experts that are out there, but his whole philosophy was, hey, you're the most important one. You're the one who earned this money. So you deserve to get a piece of this money before anyone else gets a piece of your money, right? Now, I was a single guy. And I didn't have family and, and, and mortgages and anything to worry about. So it really resonated with me to say, you know what? I think he's right. I need to take some of this money and it has to be for me. It can't go into a car payment and go into uh, other things, right? School loans and stuff. Pay yourself first and put that money aside, which I guess is a fine line that I find is if you have debt, like credit card debt or school loans or mortgages, should you still be saving? Um, there are some financial experts out there that will tell you that absolutely not. You should service all your debt first, then begin to save. There are others that will tell you that to continue to save and pay off the debt as you save. Um, so there's a lot of different philosophies on it. For me, um, I think I split the middle. Uh, credit card debt, I believe you should really get rid of um, and, and get rid of that, that type of consumer debt uh, given the interest rate and, and the trouble that it normally causes. Um, school loans, mortgages, uh, that type of debt, um, although debt is debt, as you've always said, Jody, um, I'm not going to say it's better debt. That's not the word I'm looking for. But I think credit card debt has a way of getting away from you in terms of racking up interest and payments and, and late fees and charges, where I think mortgage debt and student loan debt and even car loan debt is a little more stable, if that's the right word to put. I think credit card debt could be unstable um, in terms of um, so that's why I like to get it out of my life as soon as possible. But I think what I was doing was starting to pay myself first. And like you said, you build up that windfall. And when you have enough money put aside, let's say you have $3,000 left on a credit card debt and you have $3,000 in savings, I believe you take that $3,000 and put it into the credit card and pay that off. I don't think you should deplete yourself completely in terms of emergency funds. I think everyone needs to have some level of emergency fund and savings in cash. And that's probably, we're probably touching upon a lot of different podcasts here. But at the end of the day, um, in terms of topics and such, it's, it's, it's best to take that money, put it into savings, and at least you'll have it there to either pay off debt or to uh, uh, buy something that you really need or, 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 or tend to an emergency. I think that's very key. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Jody? Yeah, a, a couple of things there, but I agree with, with everything you said. You know, number one, um, emergency fund, absolutely essential. You got to have it. When you're getting your financial house in order, that's the first thing you do. So that, in a way, is savings, right? Mm -hmm. The faster you save up that emergency fund, that thousand bucks or whatever it is. And that's a rainy day fund. That's not a, you know, a kid sign up for baseball fund. That's, that's the put it in a glass and, you know, put it behind the wall, you know, break in, in case of emergency, you know, that, absolutely. that fireman kind of <laughs> an, an analogy there. Um, then beyond that, yeah, that's the next thing that, uh, that uh, you know, a lot of financial experts uh, would, would suggest, including us, 
uh, not that we're experts, but hey, we're giving our advice. Um, yeah, get rid of the credit card debt because the credit card debt is just going to mess with your life. Um, and you're right to call that other kind of debt, those cars and everything else, it's sort of stable debt. Stable in, in, in terms of it uh, not jumping dramatically, not, not tacking on interest like crazy, not, not wildly swinging around the road like, like credit card debt can. Um, so yeah, definitely get rid of the credit cards first. Um, but just swinging back to, to budgeting and sort of the, the main topic of what we're talking about. Um, uh, I love the analogy that you put out there about, about, you know, you're entitled to your money before anyone else. I think that's, that's a great way of, of approaching how to save and how important it is to save, um, saving money putting putting aside your money first for you um is critically important and and it will serve you well in the long term however you then decide to use that money and i think that's something else that we wanted to talk about here too was was making sure that you're saving money not just to save money and put it into a pot but to save money for a purpose you know you've got that vacation you want to go on you got that toy you want to buy you've got that thing that's out there that you're going oh man i really want to get that thing um, saving with a purpose will turbocharge your desire and your ability to actually put aside that money. If it's going towards something that you really want, you're going to become all the more committed to saving towards that thing. Yeah, I think you're right. The acceleration is key, right? I found that the acceleration is it comes naturally as you start to as you start to save. So when I started saving and paying yourself first, I would put in that money um, on a regular basis, and and it started to grow and grow over time. How, how do you did you experience the same thing when you saved, Jody? We just started saving. You know, I, I don't, we don't save a ton of money every week. Um, I think all in it's it's hovering somewhere around a hundred bucks. So it's it's not a lot when you and especially when you split it up among. The, the three accounts that we put it into a household account and the two kids. Um, but over time, you know, that adds up to a few thousand dollars a year. Um, the other nice thing about creating that, that I like the way we've done it is creating a budget line for savings. Um, is that you can, if there's a week where something happens, you can you can step off that savings for just that one week. And, you know, having it auto-drafted, it's literally a click of a button just say, you know, skip this transfer um, uh, in, our, in our electronic bank account. Um, so so you're in, in a way, if you're budgeting for savings, you're almost building in buffer to your budget where if there's something that goes off the rails one week, you can just step back that one week from that auto-draft savings and pick it right back up the next week. Um, I, it helps a lot. You know, I've, I've done that a couple times actually like, Oh, that thing came up. I need a hundred bucks. Well, you know, there's a hundred dollars in the budget and the budget doesn't go off the rails. Um, so, so I, th I think planning to save, making a plan to save is just as important as making a plan for anything else. And anybody who knows me knows that I'm a, an over planner. <laughs> no, I, you hit, you, I think you hit upon a number of points and I, I was thinking about a lot of things you say all the time is the intentionality. Right? Making sure you're intentional with your money, right? And and the idea here is that when you need to dip into that savings, like you said, it is, it's not a matter of falling off the bike and getting back, as long as you're getting back on, right? So there's no, 
failure or there's no connotation of okay, I didn't get a chance to save this week. You don't you don't feel bad about that, right? You need the money for something else. The idea needs to be that um, it just becomes a normal habit, right? And if you need that money, you have to be in um, I guess reasonable about it, if that's the right word. So you need to be able to to like you said, switch it off and on as needful. The idea though is not to switch it off too many times, right? So you don't want to get into the habit, and I'm guilty of that, right? And when I develop a habit, if I fall off the rails, whether it's dieting um, or, or, or money, um, I tend to fall off and stay off, right? So I have to make sure I force myself back on the following week. Um, and But sometimes, um, you know, life kicks in, right? If you need to have to um, spend money and spend the savings and even deplete the savings on something that was completely unexpected, um, you do it guilt-free and then you, you get right back up and you start saving again, right? So you spend that big expenditure you get it out of your way. At least you had the money to pay for what was ever in your way or whatever that emergency was, right? Now you kind of pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you keep moving the ball forward, and you're able to then restart that whole savings program, which I think is key. Fully agreed. Absolutely. Yep. yep. And and I think you touched upon something else in this broadcast, which could be a, another set, I would say, of podcasts, but that's uh, retirement savings, right? A very critical piece of the financial picture. Right. So like you said before, my my only thing with 401ks and, and any kind of retirement savings, my rule of thumb is pay as much as you can that's reasonable into it every week. Right. Because um, the more you save, um, the less Uncle Sam takes of that money. There's a lot of there's a lot of different schools of thought on 401k savings. I still have friends that don't save in, their, in a 401k. They don't contribute to a 401k, which blows my mind uh, simply because as you're contributing to a 401k, most employers have some level of matching where they'll give you a certain amount of money for each dollar you put in, which is an automatic gain. And, 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 and so for me, I still can't believe people don't save in their 401k, but I also think it's a critical uh, point of the, uh, of the whole savings uh, dynamic. And that is retirement savings, plus your regular savings, plus your emergency fund, plus the different buckets for kids household goals trips etc so i think there's a lot of really um good ways to save a lot of different mechanisms to save and i think at the end of the day you'll find that if you start to exercise that muscle you'll be able to really really move forward in terms of your financial future so in terms of a summary recap right i think the key here and jody jump in with me here is you really just have to start right you have to start so if you're not saving today save something if it's five dollars in an envelope and you put it under your bed or open up a small bank account, put $5 a week in, um, just start. And you'll see that you'll develop that muscle fast and that um, savings will start to accelerate. I think you also have to make it the habit, which leads to just starting, right? Make it a habit and do it needfully and thoughtfully each and every time. And then if you have to, make it automatic. Use the technology that's available today. So if you're getting um, a... a, a um, an auto, an auto, and just auto draft out of the account into a separate savings account. And, and my last uh, point is try to keep it separate. Try to keep it somewhat segregated from your other finances so you can't get to it easily. Anything to add, Jody? Fully agreed there. You, you hit them all. Just start. Just get going. It's like anything else in life. Um, you know, you, you probably spend 5 or $10 a week buying coffee. So take half of that. You know, skip one cup of coffee that you go into, you know, your, your, 
your local chain or whatever. Skip one cup of coffee a week. Put that money into uh, a savings account. I wouldn't recommend put it under your bed because you're going to figure out a way to spend it. <laughs> um, put it put it into put it into account and watch it grow. It, it'll grow fast. Five bucks a week will start to grow. You'll be you'll be amazed. You'll turn around in two months. You'll have you know fifty bucks. Oh, Jody, that's perfect. And I, what a way to end the podcast. So I think that's great. I thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today, and I'm personally looking forward to the next one. Thanks, everyone, for downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Just go to financialdads.com. So with that, this is Paul and Jody reminding you, managing finances can be stressful, but that's why the Financial Dads are here to help you plan for success. Have a good one, everybody. Be well and thank you.